Hello and welcome to the Super Spreader Show with Trish and Susie. We're here to infect you with truth and hope it spreads like a virus. Yes, keep spreading the information, guys. And we have a whole lot of information today. And we have some, like, hot topics? No, I don't even know. Anyways, just some headliners. But we really wanted to dedicate a whole, basically a whole episode on the whole attack on our kids and the transgender movement and queer Marxism. Is that Queer theory. Queer, queer theory. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like fired up about this. I am very passionate about this. So everyone bear with me. And uh, Susie, you start. <laughs> well, I think we're just going to go into some of the videos that have come out from like children's hospitals mm-hmm. and things like that, that are continuing to surface and be brought to our attention versus like accounts like Libs of TikTok. If you guys aren't familiar with this account, she's, it's a woman and she is on across several different platforms, right? Not just like I, we follow her through our Instagram um, platform, platform, yeah. but she's on other ones also. Yep. And all it is, is her reposting what people on the left post on TikTok. That's kind of how I think, I believe that's probably yeah. where it started because that's what the accounts called that. But then, you know, <laughs> as, as she grew and as people realized what she was doing, then you have people who send her, it's almost like this, it's just become a resource really of what's really going on in schools. It's really geared towards like, especially right now, uh, what's going on in our schools, which is very vital because if you don't, like have if you don't access independent you know investigative journalism and stuff like that that we have luckily right now you could be fed this whole other story and narrative of what is that you know what they want you to think is yeah. happening and how good it all is and how we have to be you know accepting of everything you know but then you you know she's one of these accounts that re- that will that will um reveal yeah reveal the dark side yeah and the the agenda behind it all through things she posts, which is just reposting what information that's already out there. And she gets so much heat from, <laughs> from the left. And you're like, stop putting stuff out yeah. there then. Like, I don't know what to say, you know? Yeah. You, like, you want this out there, right? They're showing their classrooms and how proud they are and what they're, uh, it, and they say like they're indoctrinating your kids. Like they're so proud, you know, the gay, the gay teacher, the trans teacher, like, the pronouns, like they're just so proud they have to make TikToks. And libs of TikTok just repost them for others to see. And they get super <laughs> mad and try to cancel this account. Oh, and, they've gone after and her. And she has been no, canceled, you know. Viciously, um, personally. Yeah, she has been, re- uh, what's it called? Like put in Twitter jail or whatever. No, like or people lost. have harassed her family. And then, yeah, it's gotten like, to that level. It, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it, it's serious, and and literally all she's doing is reposting. Yeah. But anyways, um, so she has a few videos that we're gonna share, right? Yes. That come from children's hospitals in Boston. Yeah, that are doing this. They're they're made their own marketing videos, and um, like I feel like you can literally see the demons coming out of these people. So. Yeah, um, Boston, now Arizona, there's actually a few hospitals she that have come one. out. With Yale, this new one today, 
was from Yale. Really? Yale medicine. Wow. Treating three-year-olds who like, you know, don't want to, don't want, they want to be one thing one day and one thing the next. Oh yeah. So they better. Is it the lady with the high eyebrow video? Okay. Yep. (laughs) I can't like. The overdone Botox. (laughs) It's. But no, but what's crazy is that there, um, we wanted to just kind of like, we wanted to do a video of just the whole transgender movement on our kids, but there's like 15 pathways that we could take. Like that's how bizarre this topic is and yes. how many twists and turns and confusion. Do we all know who the author of confusion is? Yeah. Uh, sure I do. hope you do. So Um, I don't even know how, like we could try to, we're just going to try our best. We're just going to talk it out. How about that? Well, yeah, I feel like we've talked about this before, (laughs) but it's, it's an ongoing issue and it's only getting more and more pushed onto mainstream culture and it can, it's going to just, you know, become the norm, even though that's exactly what (laughs) queer isn't. And so, yeah, it's like. We don't want to be, be, it's not like, we're not trying to beat a dead horse. We're just, you, you as pa- we're parents, our kids are in school, in schools, they're on sports teams. They're in, you know, this is their generation that's target being purposefully targeted by this agenda for a, a specific reason, which we'll get into. And so it just, it has to be something that we're going to continually speak about until we don't have to talk about it anymore. Cause it's not around anymore. That's basically how, you know. It's going to go. <laughs> yeah. So. There, you know, we've talked about, um, and when we, we, when, when I hit record, I swear I can't remember names and everything like, or I can't pronounce them correctly. <laughs> um, my, my favorite pastor, Vody Bachman, and I hope I said his name right. Um, he has a great video and it's like discussing the whole, like how far, like even in Martin Luther King Jr.'s time, of pushing like the whole gay movement. I mean, this goes so far back that it's crazy, but I feel within like 2019, 2020, we just flew forward from like, you know what? Mentally you think you're born a girl, but you think you're a boy and you know, let's just believe you. Like, let's just go with what you're feeling today to fast forward to 2022. And now Boston's Children's Hospital is now recommending hysterectomies. Like, I mean, I know this movement of Sodom and Gomorrah have been around for so long, but I feel like we just flew off a cliff and should we just start playing the videos? Like this is, um, I have three videos and they're not too long. So bear with us, but we, we feel like it's super important for you guys to hear these. Um, we'll, we'll start with this, this chick. Um, you know, if you refuse a haircut, you, you might be a girl. Like, okay, so this just re- this is real life marketing videos that they made. So here's our first one. They're transgender from the moment that they have any ability to express themselves. And parents will often tell us this. We have parents who tell us that their kids, they knew from the minute they were born practically, 
and actions like refusing to get a haircut or standing to urinate, trying to stand to urinate, refusing to stand to urinate, trying on siblings' clothing, uh, playing with the quote opposite gender toys, things like that. There is more and more a group of adolescents that we are seeing that really are coming to the realization that they might be trans or gender diverse a little bit later on in their life. So what we're seeing from them is that they always sort of knew something was maybe off and didn't have the understanding to know that they might be trans or have a different gender identity than the one they had been assigned. So that is a, a growing population that they are that we are seeing and that's being recognized as being trans and able to be treated. Okay, so there's, you know, your kid might be trans if... So there's no... So ch children's curiosity isn't it's, a thing anymore? No. And just have to there's been a meme around for the last couple of years, and it's like, big shout out to my parents who didn't try to transition me because I wanted to play with boys and get in dirt and scrape my knees. And that was very specific for me personally. Like, I was the tomboy. I had friends that were girls, but I mean, I love to get down and dirty. I, I did not care. I played baseball on the streets. I fell off my bike. And if I was born today, oh my gosh. Like, somebody in my life would have told me. So I, it's that's disgusting. Um, it's like it's basically this is basically parents who don't want to be respond. They don't want to parent. It's like, oh, okay, I don't know what's going on here. This must be a condition. Oh, there's this is a condition now that. Oh, then there's procedures now. Okay, here, here you go. I don't. No, these are parents with mental illness that is pushing it onto their kids. Yeah, that's it. That's that's as simple as it goes. Just, it doesn't. Okay, so now we're we're leading up. We're going slowly up the ladder now so I, now i think this next video from the same hospital is about puberty blockers hmm. i don't know let's listen hi my name is priya dar i'm one of the doctors at the center for adolescent and young adult health here at the children's hospital of pittsburgh i wanted to talk to you guys today a little bit about puberty blockers puberty blockers are basically a medication that says hey let's just put a pause on puberty um, and that can be really beneficial for younger kids who have start, already started the puberty process who either might um, go through a lot of psychological distress as they go through puberty if they're uh, struggling with gender dysphoria or for somebody who's saying, hey, I'm not really sure if I feel comfortable in my body or, or what gender I truly identify with. Okay. Pause on puberty. So we've... Susie has talked at length about Matt Walsh's video. Um, what is a woman? What is a woman? And they talk about pausing puberty on there. And that, that is not real. You mess up your body. Why, are, why do you think people think they can play God? I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap my mind around these people and who the, who the hell they think they are. <laughs> like I just, and I, and I've, and I, and I've learned, you know, just, I'm looking at, I look at Pat, I'm noticing patterns and, and I did come across an article, which I forgot to, um, I'll look for it. And if I can find it, I'll put it on the show notes, but, um, there's, there was, you know, some investigative reporting that came out where there's definitely an agenda behind all of this with these hospitals, with getting these kids on these, because it's a big pharma. It's, Drugs they're going to have to take mm -hmm. the rest of their life. Oh. It's, you know, it's all 
points to the bottom line, which shouldn't surprise anyone anymore at this point. Money. But yeah, I mean, I know that there's a a connection because you're thinking, why all of a sudden? I mean, that brings us to our last video on this hospital, which was Pittsburgh, to be more specific. But um, so, I mean, what you're saying makes so much sense. Like, not to be mean, hospitals and doctors and everything, like, they are here to help us, right? Now there's probably some evil ones, but you're right. This next video is going to talk about giving little girls hysterectomies, but... How much was is that surgery? Because I know women who are in their 60s who had to have a hysterectomy, you know, during or, you know, I don't know when you have it um, after menopause and all that stuff. Like, and their hormones and their personality changed. Like, they're, you know what I mean? Like, and then you, and you have to be on hormones the rest of your life. So that, See? that's, that's your, like, that's ding, ding, ding. These little girls, how many till the till the day they die, will have to be on hormones? It's a life. You're creating a lifelong patient. Patient that needs to pay. You know, they're getting paid one way or the other. Whether that person's going to get funding to, you know, Medicaid or whatever, or but someone's getting paid. The, the company's getting paid. They're okay. making the money. Here's here's the last video on this particular hospital hysterectomy is very similar to most hysterectomies that occur. A hysterectomy itself is the removal of the uterus, the cervix, which is the opening of the uterus, and the fallopian tubes, which are attached to the sides of the uterus. Some gender-affirming hysterectomies will also include the removal of the ovaries, but that's technically a separate procedure called a bilateral oophorectomy. And not every gender-affirming hysterectomy includes that, and people who are getting gender-affirming hysterectomies do not have to have their ovaries removed. music behind it (laughs) i just (laughs) want to clarify because i was totally wrong this hysterectomy video is from boston's boston children's hospital and sorry if the music's gonna play the puberty blocker one is from pittsburgh a child will often know that they are and then if you refuse the haircut video is boston that's boston again yeah so there's two from boston and then one from pittsburgh so i just wanted to clarify my mistake and then the yale um, you want to go into that one? Go ahead. I have it right here. Is this the, the higher eyebrows, mm-hmm. right? So what is this video going to be about? So she's basically admitting that um, they treat people as young as three years old. Just how, you know, the first, it's just, okay. it's another, Yale. you know, renowned Ivory, in quotes. Ivy League, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're so smart over there. So we smart. should listen. So smart. <laughs> It's so sad. Somebody recently, like their kid got into an Ivy League. And I was like, cringe. <laughs> like, like I smiled and I was like, no, I'm not happy for you. Like, yeah. sorry, your child oh. just got into there. Okay, here. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. I'll just by training. And I am the director of the Yale Gender Program, which is an interdisciplinary program working with gender expansive individuals, three to 25, and their families. We um, help individuals who are questioning their gender identity or who identify as transgender or non-binary. We help them 
with their gender journey, um, thinking through that, thinking through the risks and the benefits of uh, medical intervention, uh, starting medical intervention, um, and also building supports around them. And I love what I do, so it's really, really wonderful to, to be working in this field and to be working with individuals who are gender diverse and gaining their support and helping them on their gender journeys. Yale Pediatric Gender Program Director says she treats kids as young as three on their gender journey, including medical intervention. And she was full of smiles as she talked and her neck snapped back and forth. And she was so happy to gender destroy three-year-olds. Yeah, irreversible. Yeah, to do irre irreversible damage in a lot of these procedures. So, yeah. It drives me crazy yeah. that we have to live our life affirming the mentally ill mm -hmm. and throwing kids under the bus. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I, like, I'm really mad. Well, I so two things that come to my mind are... Um, I'm not, I don't want people to think we're discounting that there are people born, you know, with like when she's saying we're here to help with the, the growing number, you know, and I don't, that's where I'm like, you, lo you're losing me because mm -hmm. I don't disagree. I don't discount or I'm not going to say that there's people in our world that are born and have this issue, but the amount of it that they're trying to put across that and that all these people are just jumping on board is for one it's devaluing the people that are actually struggling with these issues yeah. and making mm -hmm. it into this cultural yep. phenomenon now <laughs> of acceptance and you know mm -hmm. so i feel bad for those people who are, it is a what, real a real yeah, struggle what are they called like hermaphrodites or is that what yeah. it's called like but you know just so. that yeah. i so mm -hmm. please don't just mm -hmm. confuse what we're saying that we're saying that this isn't a thing and it's completely, you know, it's just that it's become this like, they're trying to make it a norm and we'll get to that in a second yeah. with what I'm going to talk about. And then um, the second part, ah, losing my train of thought, but you know, it's like you, they're making them into this. They're grooming yeah, oh, them. Yes. And so I had put on our story a few weeks back, this quote that I came across from Zuby music and um, it was on our story, so it's obviously not there anymore. So if you didn't get, if you didn't see it, you know, he basically said nobody joins an oppressed group. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is like another element to like the, the whole like you know narrative of this of this whole situation, and it just kind of reminds me that like if you when when people are jumping on board at the level supposedly that they are, you know, then it, is it is it a problem? I don't know. Like, and there's other, you know, correlations that I've heard that, you know, if it is becoming a more, um, a more, what is that called? Like, if it is an, an, an epidemic of kids, you know, that are becoming like this, someone was talking about how when you look at when it started, when these numbers started to go up, um, and the amount, and the, the these were, these were supposedly babies of people who, we're able to figure, you know how early you can figure out what your, what the sex of your baby is now? Are you, have we talked about this I don't, correlation? I, yeah. I don't think so. 
I don't think so. Tell me. I think there's a, and you know, what? this is just a conversation that was actually from a little while ago, like God. not super recent that I remember having. And, you know, I apologize that I don't have these like references available ready right now to like cite, but it was like, there could be a correlation between that procedure that parents were doing and still do now where you can find out at like seven weeks or you, oh, like their the ability. Cause they have to go what you think about. It, they have to go in and do uh -huh. something right to know. Yeah. Like when they're getting the blood work, like if you're 35 and up, um, like they do the whole like, um, down syndrome test, right? You're talking well, about no, where the needle goes is, in the stomach. This is just an elect. It's an elective. What? That you can find out what the sex of your baby is super early now. Like you don't wait, you don't have to wait till like the eight, the, what was it? Eight week or no, 15 no, no, week. No. It's so like 50, it's like 20, I think, you know, it's definitely yeah. like farther along yeah. that when, when I was, when I was finding out, yeah. but they have procedures now that what? you can do and you can find out no. way earlier. I and so people, I can't remember where this was and I'll go find, I'll try and go find it guys. Oh my but God. That there could be a correlation between that sort of procedure and how these kids are just, you know, the, 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 the but that could just be, you know, another like way to try to explain or whatever, Stop. you know? So I don't. I'm going to go, I kind of, I just thought of that as we're talking about this, oh you know, that that could be part of this phenomenon or whatever. But I, in my observation over the last several months or year or whatever, that this has become just this for this in the forefront of everyone's minds that, um, it seems that things don't add up for me. Oh my God. And I, if I've learned anything about big pharma through COVID, this is just to me another these people are bought and paid for, you know, they're definitely oh, yeah. going to get kickbacks. They're getting grants. They're getting funded by some, mm -hmm. somebody to push this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause again, why all of a sudden, why all of a sudden is this just, you know, <laughs> so, so important. My brain, and we have to affirm even, people's gender all of a sudden, you know, my brain can't even catch up to like what you're saying. Yeah. I'm so floored right now. I just, I was going to go back because I we, found your, I found the Zuby. Right. Oh yeah. What does he quote. say? He says the most tell, tell, tell sign that a societal group is not oppressed is when people voluntarily start trying to identify into it. Nobody in history has ever volunteered themselves into a truly oppressed group. It's not a thing. <laughs> I just really wanted to read that because no, that's, that's good because he said more stuff than I remembered. So I mean, I think it kind of applies here. Don't you think? Well, I, I just was thinking. I don't. Think I don't. I, I question everything now, but it's like the fact that they're saying in books, children's books, doctors guess. Mm -hmm. what gender oh, is right. because you yeah. have a xyz like whatever you want to put in there i won't say it but they're in children's books saying doctors guess like they're totally throwing doctors under the bus like i like they make them sound so stupid now like doctors don't know mm -hmm. but they try to make a guess and so then they start them there. I mean, in, in preschools now. And so I, I don't know, like they're, they're just pushing it. So it's not like you said, the people who are born like those rare, rare, rare cases that they are both. It's, it was so rare. I don't know the percentage, but 
to now when we have this explosion that you were talking about, it is being taught and pushed and brainwashed on the kids. That's that's the mm-hmm. explosion right there. Mm-hmm. Because when my fifth grader was in kindergarten, they started changing bathroom signs. And then the ginger gender less man instead of gingerbread man you know where they're teaching them about all the genders you know and now these kids are in fifth grade i pulled my kid the heck out of public school and i was like i'm done with you well and you were saying it started with him because the two older ones didn't have those nope. bathrooms right nope. it's like they were they are the experiment they so, were the first ones right class of 2030 which is our boys yes our boys we will see when those kids turn 18, 19, 20, like what is this world going to be like? Because that is a ton of kids, right? Because from kindergarten, they have known mixed. They have known uh, or, uh, mixed bathrooms. Unisex ba- right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because I had a fifth grader when he was in kindergarten and all the upper grade bathrooms did not change. See, don't you guys find that? This is the things when you hear this stuff, you have to start trying to add it up, right? Yep. Cause you can just look, think about that and be like, Oh, you know, but like, why? So if this is really oh, an think, issue, why was it just for kindergarten? Why didn't you up retrograde it? Whatever it's called. All the bathrooms. Uh, if this is oh, truly what it is. Let right? me tell you. Oh, I can go further because you know, <laughs> my red flags went up. We got a new principal before my little one started that school. Cause I had two. like, I lived at this school. A new principal comes in and the next year we're making a closed campus guys and their excuses were and a bunch of us moms on PTA were like what the heck Um, you know one time a teacher's purse got stolen after school there's like they had the lamest excuses and at the time I couldn't think like I don't think my brain even knew like why would you want to close campus Okay, there are some positives to it. I'm always on campus, so it didn't bother me or to fight for it because I'm there all the time. Regardless if it, like you can still volunteer, but it's like closed campus morning and after school, you can't go on campus. Okay, so that happened, number one. Number two, all the faculty, which is just like a couple of bathrooms, changed. Okay, gender neutral. You know, because I use those bathrooms and there was always a, a female and male bathroom. And trust me, there was like two males on campus. If that girl bathroom was being used, I was using the male one. You know, like it's just a single stall. Lock the door. That happened. OK, so I'm a, I'm fully aware of what's happening. Then my littlest one starts kindergarten halfway through the year. Closed campus. Now. Bathroom signs changed. And then all I can, I'm, I'm assuming it was all the way up, you know, first through sixth grade, no bathroom signs changed because I had a fifth grader. Next year, he goes to first grade. My middle child goes to sixth grade. Bathroom signs change again in the lower grades and not, not in upper grades. So, I mean, come, so I that's mean, just. So when they say, you know, if this mm-hmm. is such a serious issue and they have to affirm everything, why why are they doing it, you know, why did they start from the youngest instead of, wouldn't you, wouldn't you, technically, you know, if you think about 
when you are trying to like do stuff, you know, to make changes or whatever. And it's like a mature, you know, you figure like you mature maturity is a thing that, you know, you would start with people that can comprehend it and then go work it. But no, this is like the, from the bottom up. So that no, is like a red flag. <laughs> they knew it would be a nightmare because you just change all the bathroom signs at once without, you know, these upper, we'll just say like fourth, fifth and sixth graders, you know, um, like you're not, you, I mean, there's, can you imagine what could happen and go wrong having sex in the bathroom? Boys showing their penises to girls because that's funny. And now you have a whole sexual sex, sex, like, um, lawsuit because now my son showed his penis to a girl and she freaked out. Well, they can be in the bathroom together, but your daughter probably could sue. But so, but those kids that like in that 2030 class, they're going to grow up to be that age. Correct. And so then what? They're going to be used to it. It's a grooming. It's yeah, grooming, exactly. so there grooming, you go. grooming. There you go. That word is banned for a reason. Oh, I'm so mad right now. I yeah. pulled my kid out and that's why I will fight to the death at this private school to not make it a public school. Mm-hmm. I will fight till, <laughs> you know, till he graduates or I have to pull him out. Like I refuse I won't go down without a fight. Let's just say that. Yeah. I will try where I can go to bed at night and think I'm I'm over here fighting the public high school. People might think I'm crazy for leaving them there. I'm fighting it though. Um, my kids are fighting, but I I would not allow my first grader to be in this fight. That's where I was like, nope. Yeah. And I could be quoting the Bible wrong because um, there was a mom in kindergarten class and I found out she went to Christian private school her whole life and she chose to not put her little girls in the private school. And I was like, what, why? And then she's like, my kid could be the light here. And I kind of went and took that and and looked it up and then I actually heard someone speak on it, which was, you know, like, I feel like that's like God speaking Mm -hmm. to you personally. And it was like, that verse is not meant for kids. That's for us grown, mature Christians to go out into this dark world and be the light. Yes. yes. And the salt, not his little ones. And now we see why Mm -hmm. they are not to be the light. They are not meant for that life. So I chose to keep my olders in public school and we are all fighting this. And I was like, you're no, he is in first grade out. I'm done. So that's my story. Sorry. I went on. I'm just, and they know that they're super impressionable. (sighs) They don't, they have, they don't have the comprehension to, to, they don't have their convictions yet. They don't have the ability to critically think about stuff like that. It's just, they're little sponges. Don't you remember? I remember, you know, that's how they would describe, you know, the kindergartners are just little sponges and they just absorb information and, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's exactly why they're being targeted. They're just absorbing it all in. Oh my God. I have a story and I'm sorry. I don't know if I told you this already, but so 
at, um, we had like a picnic day for all the fifth graders. And I was talking to a mom, didn't know what she did. Well, she was like a preschool teacher in the public, right? You know, whatever. I don't know what public preschool, whatever. But she said that they gave her a bunch of books and they're like, whatever, like transgender, um, all just those types of books. Okay. Probably sexual because they have preschool books now for like sexual stuff. Um, and she kept, we'll just put in quotations, getting rid of them. And then, um, they said, um, they were, she was kind of getting in trouble and because they weren't in her bookshelves. And now she had a target on her back because now they would look. They so she just they would they would would reappear. She would get rid of them, and she said it like was soul crushing. Like for her, like she's a follower of Jesus. Like you know, um, I don't want these in my classroom. And they were like, look, you don't have to read them to the kids, but they have to be on the bookshelves. And she was like crushed. So once again, she got rid of them and didn't even realize like when, how many days went by until she realized that they were on her bookshelf again. So they were coming into her room and putting them on her bookshelf without her knowing. And then uh, her and her husband talked and she was like, my soul and spirit is being crushed here. Like I cannot be here doing what they're wanting to do to these littles. And she left. Wow. She left. And this was like, she told this to me, like this is first account story. And I was like, that's preschool, Susie. (laughs) So God knows what they're doing in the elementary level. Disturbing, yeah. I know. Third, Third graders are learning about Harvey Milk. The first gay politician in San Francisco... And that's that's third graders learning in the public school system here where we live. So they they learn about how amazing Gavin Newsom is and how he fights for lesbians and gays to get married. Like it says that in the history books now. Yeah. Anyways. Ooh. So yeah, I would just remember, you know, when I, I have to look, I look at things through like a, a, a very different lens these days that um, it's it's a bottom line, somebody's bottom line. This, this, this Anytime they're talking, like whenever I hear stuff about affirming and, you know, that whole, that whole uh, spiel of, you know, how they describe this kind of stuff, it's like, oh, you're lining someone's pockets, who's lining, in turn lining yours, and you're pushing this onto all of us. Because it just doesn't add up. thousand percent. So um, I was recently listening to another podcast and um, they had uh, this doctor, James Lindsay, on. And he um, is an expert in critical race theory, Marxism. He, that's his like specialty that he mm-hmm. um, is able to like uh, talk, go on these podcasts or speak or whatever and educate people on like what's really behind all of it. And so he has a website called newdiscourses.com and I'll put it on our show notes in the links that we always link 
underneath our um, podcast. You can listen to on our website. We always have links that we discuss and you can go to those and research further because I we, we are huge proponents of doing your mm-hmm. own research. Like we can talk about things yeah. and I've had people come up to me that have said that they don't necessarily agree with everything we're saying. I'm like, great. Like I don't want, it's, I, yeah. I am not about groupthink yeah. <laughs> and I want to hear people's, yeah. oh, why don't you? Oh, what yeah. did we say that you, please tell me, you know, it's like, cause we may not always get everything right. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'll admit that, you know, or we, or we may, or we'll, people will come to us with more information, mm-hmm. you know, it all works. So yeah. I've, learn, you know, you, you gotta have an open mind, but yeah, you know, you have to critical think still, but like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I want people to address things, you know, that maybe we, we don't agree with that's healthy debate. Mm-hmm. That's how you, you know, come to, come to conclusions that you can like back up. Yep. Like you're not just re- regurgitating information that you heard on the media or whatever. Yep. So, um, he has this website called new discourses and he has, um, a recent, um, video. It's like 15 minutes and it's called queer theory is queer Marxism. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read the um, synopsis that is, goes with the thing. And then I would encourage everyone to go listen to it. Okay. So it says, thanks to drag queen story hour, groomer schools and all other things, sex, gender, and sexuality pushed by today's out of control, woke Marxist left queer theory has been pushed front and center in the public consciousness. But what is it? Simply put, Queer theory is queer Marxism, which is a Marxist theory about a form of sociocultural property called normalcy, normality, or normativity that it believes to have been unjustly created and in need of destruction and total abolition. As such, it's incredibly dangerous and destructive, particularly on the formative and impressionable psychologies of children whom it targets in particular, often directly through our schools and children's entertainment programming. So on this episode, um, he's going to break, he breaks down what queer theory is partly in its own foundational work words and illustrates succinctly, succinctly why it is a form of queer Marxism that must be stopped. So, I mean, and if you're not familiar with Mark, with what Marxism is, you need to go and look it up and that's a whole lot of research educate yourself (laughs) and you will see patterns Mm -hmm. behind a lot of the agenda and one thing he will like like i said he's an expert on um, critical race theory and i know that's like a big thing you know in schools right now and people are pulling their kids out um, of schools because of it and you're like what is it you know and you're getting one you're if you're still listening to all the mainstream stuff you're getting their side of what it is and how it's you know it's not harmful and it's you know, being inclusive and just whatever other else stuff they say. But it, it's, um, a, he explains how it is a, literally a gateway to this queer Marxism, queer theory. Yeah. Critical race theory is a gateway to queer theory, which is the end goal of these people that are behind this. And it's just, it's very interesting. It's only 15 minutes. And it, I just feel like for us, like, again, like we've said this before, there's a lot out of our control mm-hmm. that's going on around us. But one way that we, we can do what we need to do and what we have control over is to educate ourselves and to take the time. Obviously, if you're a busy person and you're like, if I have 15 minutes, I just want to detach and I just want to not think about all the, you know, and I get that. I get, I understand, you know, that that's a real, you know, thing for people, but I also you know, I'm not doing my job from, and like sharing my, my own personal experience of being, awo- being awake to like 
how serious this really is. And seeing people in my immediate circles who have kids that are, have fallen through the cracks and yeah. they can't pull them out. And so I just feel yeah. like it, it's, you, I have to drive this home when I can and where I can that, you know, edu- take, take a chunk of your day, a, a small mm-hmm. time, like 15 minutes and listen to this stuff because it's, if you can understand it from an educational and if you know where where the the roots of these theories that are mm-hmm. being pushed in schools yeah. come from, then you can address yeah. it and you can understand it from like, you know, the top down, like looking down on it and being like, I, see, I know the big picture of this and this is why it's a problem and not being at the mercy of, you know, what, what a teacher might tell you of why it is a good thing. And because you can, I mean, the, the, the left... I give it to, I will give it to them. They are, they are masters of, of using words (laughs) and terms to flower everything, to make it flowery and nice and pretty, you know, gender affirming care. Yeah. It's reproductive health, health rights. You know, it's, it's just, it's everything that they coin that you can easily get sucked into it and, and, and double or what's it called? Uh, Second guess yourself and your, but our convictions are real. Mm -hmm. They're here for a reason. And you have to learn how to like, cause it's hard. It is, it's hard sometimes. And I do find myself, I'll hear a commercial or have a conversation with someone and I'll just be like, ah, maybe not, you know, or what, maybe I am being too much. And you're just like, no, like you, no. <laughs> you hear, you hear like Dr. Lindsay and you're like, no, mm-hmm. I am not crazy. I am not wrong. My convictions are, are there for a reason. And I am not being a, doing my part as a parent. I'm in a, I'm messing up so many in so many other ways day to day that you know if mm-hmm. i'll be get something right it's going to be stuff like this because these are the long haul these are the the ideologies and and the the things that are going that can stick with a young impressionable mind and just completely you know railroad them yep and i and we had this um there was a quote from that i heard this past weekend at church we had a uh, former Russian spy who was a K- worked for the KGB come speak at our church, and he has a really powerful testimony. And you know, it was kind of like one of those things where you're listening to him, and you're like, "We need more than like 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, this is not. This is way too interesting." And so he had to kind of, you know, give an overview of different things, and you know, it was hard for him to like be so profound in a bunch of ways, like you would hope, but. <laughs> He said something that has stuck with me and it is just so telling of our current world right now. And he was saying, he gave a quick like uh, story about how, you know, as, when he was uh, um, working for Russia, he was actually working with Americans, American people who had turned on our country and were helping the Russians. And they were, he, he's, he um, talks about this one couple in particular who he um, knows was part of the um, group that um, was able to give Russia the the um, technology behind the atomic bombs, like oh and stuff like you yeah. Know, I can't remember if it was atomic yeah. bombs or nuclear. It was yeah. something major, major that like these people are gonna have. They're this couple was credited with you know helping the Russians gain this information, which completely changed you know their ability to become yeah. world power, or whatever you know. So he he's older now, and this is back in like the seventies, Cold War era. So anyway, he, he said that he made the statement about him because he said, you know, you look at this couple and they're just like this, like next door, your next door neighbors, you know, <laughs> they're just very nice people. Yeah. And, you know, just your, if you look at them on the surface, they're just these upstanding citizens, you would have no idea. Right. But he made the comment that like, 
there's a lot of good people out there with bad ideologies that are driving them to do terrible things. Yeah. And it's like, how much of this is, are we seeing around this in our culture right now? And like, that was like the one takeaway that of all the interesting stuff he said, I was like that to me, just that kind of, that really resonated with me because <laughs> it's so telling of what's going on right now. I mean, I mean, they, they, and they're patient. Boy, are they patient. Oh yeah. I mean, cause how many years ago was that with Colin Kaepernick or whatever his name is? Yeah. And the kneeling at our national anthem. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing and fast forward to people just kneeling now. Like, what? like mm -hmm. let's hate America. Brittany Griner is probably over there being a Russian spy right now. Like she hated America before she went there. Right. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. I mean, let me just be a spy for you then. She hates us. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. But you know, they're trying to be, they're trying to be a part of the, an oppressed class. So. <laughs> People. God. So, so anyway, okay. we should, let's, let's end on a, on a funny note. Like we like to do if we can, right? After all this <laughs> seriousness. Okay. Let's end it with some good news. <laughs> um, we got a double dose of good news this week. Well, uh, Liz Cheney lost big time. And I feel like, of course, there could be way more theories. But my theory is she, she's basically a Democrat, right? She's a rhino. She's a rhino. And either the Democrats are done with her. <laughs> she's a lost cause. Um, the voter turnout was so great in numbers for not her, <laughs> that they tried to help her cheat and she couldn't, she couldn't, like they couldn't do it. The numbers were too great. Uh, Liz Cheney lost to Harriet Hageman, okay. I think it's called. Well, Harriet, okay, we should just say who she is. Real, I mean, yeah, if you're, for if you just don't know who Liz Cheney is, she's, oh, God. she's a, a house representative mm -hmm. for Wyoming, the, the state of Wyoming. Republican, but you know, so her dad was Dick Cheney, our former VP under Bush, Ugh. in case that name sounds familiar to you. Yeah. And yeah. I think her most recent claim to fame is she's on the January 6th committee. Mm -hmm. And she was one of 10 um, Republicans. Republicans that uh, voted to impeach President Trump. Mm -hmm. So those are just, you know, that's kind of like the, that's where this, <laughs> if you, you know, why, how, how did she lose as an incumbent? Mm -hmm. Who's from a political like dynasty, sort of, so to speak? Mm -hmm. How did she lose? How did she lose? <laughs> well, um, Harriet Hagman, I think Hagman, it's called. guys. So sorry if we butchered that name. Harriet went to a Trump rally. Wasn't it a Trump he rally? He had a rally, I think, up there in, in Wyoming to, recently to, because he's he he's um, endorsing, endorsing her. Endorsed her. Okay, so Trump endorsed this lady, and she gave the the best, just like how we all feel, mm -hmm. <laughs> like speech, and it and it's like we call it the fed up video. So I'm gonna play her video first, and then Liz Cheney's like, what is that? her concession speech? Okay, I was gonna say concession, but yeah. I was like, no, that's concession stand. Okay, so her concession <laughs> speech. So this is great. So we are going to end it on this 
happy note. Here is the speech that America, all of America. Take okay. it to each state. Not, I mean, you know, besides California. Those, those brainwashed people. California needs a Harriet Hagman 2.0 yes. to say, say this about California. Okay. Here we go. New Deal and the socialists who created it. We're fed up with the attacks on our fossil fuel and energy industries. We're fed up with an open border. We're fed up with human trafficking. We're fed up with fentanyl flooding our country. And we're fed up with illegal immigration. Theory. We're fed up with boys competing in girls' sports. We're fed up with... Absolutely. Absolutely. We're fed up with the liberal media, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube for blocking conservative speech. We're fed up with our government and universities censoring conservative thought, canceling debate, and rewriting history. We're fed up with the corruption in the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA, the NSA, mandates, vaccine mandates, the CDC, the NIH, the WHO, and the misinformation campaign surrounding COVID-19. And we're fed up with Anthony Fauci. with the politicians and the elitists in D.C. who are getting rich while the middle class falls further behind every year. We're fed up with Joe Biden, with Nancy Pelosi. We're fed up with the January 6th Commission and those people who think that they can gaslight us. And we're fed up with Liz Cheney. November 8th, we're taking our country back. Okay. I'm fed I, up. I got goosebumps. It's it's a little grainy and the music's loud over her voice, but we'll we'll we have to post this video because yeah. when she's speaking, somebody made this video and we're throwing up pictures and stuff and videos of like who she's talking about and it's just amazing okay <laughs> so that i don't know how long ago did she give that speech less than a month it was recent it was fairly it was within, recent right it was probably within a month oh definitely within a month I okay so that was that was i mean I would like that speech in our state wyoming we're has fed up <laughs> we're fed up here with all of it too Oh, this Cheney. Okay, this is like a part of her speech, mm -hmm. correct? This is a little snippet. Okay, so oh. this is just a very, this is shorter. So let's listen to good old Liz Cheney who just got her butt whooped. Here. 73%. Two years ago, I won this primary with 73% of the vote. I could easily have done the same again. The path was clear, but it would have required that I go along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election, 
It would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the foundations of our republic. That was a path I could not and would not take. where she got votes, you know? So it's like, that's where, that's where she had to go. Oh my it's God. Like, can you compare that to like this little screaming of at the other ladies? And then this is just like little like golf oh claps. Oh my god! Yes, golf clap, golf clap. Yeah. Uh, those, that was great. So yeah. I, oh, she's a cautionary tale for, for people. Rhinos. In the Republican Party Rhinos that need to- aren't actually acting like conservatives. And that was the last thing I wanted to, that observation I was tell, telling you about. It just kind of like came to me in the car recently. Because I, I, you know, it's like when you start to like look at, look at mm. things through like a certain lens or whatever, the way that I've changed personally, you just start really like, just like, huh, why is that? And so this is just an observation of mine. And I just think it's something that I just wanted to share and I'm curious how other people feel about it. And maybe I'm to- to- I could be totally off base. I don't know. But I just feel like there's an interesting, <laughs> when you look at the base of the Democrat Party versus the base of the Republican Party from a male standpoint, right? Yes. Like in my interactions from date with day-to-day people, I find that the more people that would be more of like your traditional masculine husband or brother or or american you know good old like american born and everything um i feel like it's a very from a on a conservative like they tend to be that that in in the conservative mindset they're not pushing for you know men to play men who identify as women to play with their kids with their girls in sports you know and all of that whole side of things and, you know, it's just they tend to be like a little more aggressive and just a, 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 the way a, that a man is wired. Right. Yeah, a protector provider. And I would say <laughs> that on the left side, it's just it's a little more of just, you know, we're going to accept this. It's all good. Everyone's great. You know, it's Soy just a boy. It's just. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at, though, our Congress and our government and look at who the two mindsets and the two like main parties in our of our country who they elect and how they act it's like opposite yep. the democrat people in congress it's like if you look at like think let's just take the raid of president trump's house if that was obama whose house was raided which if you pay attention to anything going on was never going to happen yeah because <laughs> that's <laughs> but anyway if you s- switch it Cities would be burning to the ground over that stuff. It's like you have that, you know, I will give it to that side. And, and I know people that, you know, we listen to and commentary say the same thing. It's like they have, they are organized. They have, and if they don't like something, they are, they're going to get it done. They're going to, to a point like with things. Right. And then you look at like the people, the majority of the people that we've elected over the years from the conservative side, and they just kind of like are real, they just are like doormats. Yep. I mean, there's those few people that, you know, have luckily have a, have a platform yeah. that we listen to, even though they take, you know, a lot of heat from the other side because of it. But like, we're glad that they're in there. But like, you would think that like, we would be electing people that act more like Democrats in terms of like when yeah. sh- 
stuff hits the fan, yep. they go for it. You know, they would. So I just think it's an interesting like observation that I've made that when you look at like how everything is go, goes down yep. with the people that we elect and like our personalities versus the other side's personalities of how we operate day to day with things. It just doesn't like it seems backwards. It is backwards. But like this Harriet Hagman. Right. And that's what you were saying. Right? I, I'm just like the, we are getting them in. Right. We have Matt Gates, we have MTG, we have Lauren Bober, Bober, Barber, the, um, the lady in Texas, the Latina, not the Latinx. Oh yeah, God. <laughs> the Latin. You know, oh yeah, the one are- that just got elected. Yeah. And I, Maya Flores. Maya Flores. Um, Harriet Hagman, Carrie Lake. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I mean, she's not elect. She's not governor yet, but I mean, she's gonna be on the ticket. Um, we we are getting them in. I think. The Republicans, conservatives, I don't even like to call myself a Republican, but the conservatives, I think we're waking up. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I think, you know, when you're in a room and you, in, you know, you don't know people's political stance, right? And it's scary. Or you are in a room full of Democrats. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think maybe that's what happened. We, we did have rhinos. I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not saying we didn't, but... It's hard to be like that one cat in a room full of dogs. Like mm-hmm. you're going to get eaten, right? But then it's like more and more. Like like if you see like Matt Gates, MTG and Lauren Bober, like they're to like they're like this pack of wolves together, right? So I feel like they're just that we're adding the wolves. Like we we were asleep for so long. And, and we thought we were playing by some set of rules. Mm-hmm. And I know they're all corrupt. And then we realized that the other side doesn't even have rules. Yeah, they don't so have rules. Even if you got to we fight fire with fire right yeah. now. <laughs> so I think if we were trying to play by even a crooked set of rules, the joke was on us because the other side changes the game to fit them. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we were a lost cause. And mm-hmm. this is why we, we are in the where state we are. Yeah. where we are now. But I think we're ending this on a good note that we are trying to get these, you know, wolves. We'll just call them wolves into uh, seats to represent us. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah. I think we're good. I think we're good. <laughs> My goodness. Hopefully you all feel good. <laughs> feel good friday if you're listening to us on a friday <laughs> yeah well yeah exactly It'll be so friday. yeah so we hope um <laughs> we hope that um that encouraged some of you or made you laugh oh i said it was a double good week for us because also mr potato head on cnn <laughs> got canceled i that just you're fired i heard of it today thursday so we got Liz Cheney out, Brian Stelter. Stelter out. And so, I mean, we'll just call this a win. This is a win-win week. So we're just going to enjoy enjoy, and, you know, we'll just dance it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You've been listening to the Super Spreader Show with Trish. And Susie, you can find us on our website, superspreadershow.com, Instagram, and True Social. Bye.